Welcome to the podcast. We're here to entertain and inform a bit while talking about Digimon. I'm Mark. I run with the will. I'm Mayor Pulver, Digimon System Restore. I'm DevQ. I work as an admin on Wikimon. And that went much better than last time. Hooray. Huzzah. Yeah. Smooth. So, since it's been, I believe it's been very hot for all of us, tiring for all of us, who wants to just jump right into it? Or is there any, any ca- or is there any catch-up anyone would like to do from the past week? The sooner we can get going, the sooner I can turn my air conditioner back on. Hooray. And that is why I use noise reduction. Because <laughs> I have a fan on two feet from me. And first up, it has been 21 years since the English premiere of Digimon. We're all old Yay. at this point. Yeah, God damn. Yeah, yeah. 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 August 14th, first episode aired on Fox Kids. And as I say every time we do this, I just wanted to see a commercial for Transformers that they promised would air. That was the entire reason I tuned in. Yeah, it was it was halfway through before I started watching with any yeah. regularity, so it does the date means like nothing to me yeah. personally. I was actually there when it aired. Willingly? Nice. Yes. Because I liked cartoons, and it was Saturday morning, and it's like, oh, hey, this thing has monsters, and it looks cool. That, and I was usually watching stuff like Earthworm Jim and Freakazoid anyway, so, you know. Yeah, that, that's, a better, sure. that's a better thing to have to say than I wanted to see a commercial for a different show. And really what it boils down to is, hey, this has monsters and monsters are cool is is really the appeal of the new show. So nothing's really changed. My tastes have been consistent, so. Mm-hmm. And then we had, do, in fact, have a new episode to talk about. Episode 11, The Wolf Standing Atop the Desert. It That's is, a pretentious it, title. It, yeah. It at least sounds nice, though. It does sound very yeah. nice. Um, I think it... Well, it starts off with the team split up, and I actually like that they're already split up when it starts, and we actually start with the group that we're not following for the episode. It yeah, basically, I was surprised about that. Yeah, we basically yeah, get actually a... Te- focus on the, uh, the not-featured team this time yeah. and give them a little bit of a we basically get We basically get a tease for something entirely different, which worked well as an introduction, because it could be a little bit silly with Mimi. Mm-hmm. Before and how we... great is it that how great is it that Mimi's complaining about the idea to split the teams when it was her idea to yeah. split them randomly? <laughs> because she somehow assumed that she'd get to just end up with the lazy team. <laughs> um, which one would be the lazy team? Well, to be fair, I'm saying from her perspective. She yeah. thought she'd be off on the easygoing side when there really isn't one. I mean, I suppose it could have been her yeah. and it's her and Joe and Yamato. That would have been a disaster. Yeah. So instead we get Yamato, Joe, and Sora going through the desert. Maybe she was desperately hoping that she'd get the one with, you know, Digimon that basically turned into rides. <laughs> to be to be fair, she had like just been sitting in a village the whole time she was there. Prior to leaving, that was, she was and, basically just being, and, like, and, served. 
Yeah, and the other group did basically have a ride. Like they made that nice little basket for to be carried by Bergeron. Poor Bergeron. Every time she shows up, she just gets blasted. And she doesn't. And she still doesn't get an evolution sequence. Hey, she got one of those mini ones. <laughs> I mean, none of the others have gotten a sequence since then. They've just gotten the quick mean. She at least got the bubble thing this time, which is the no. first time she's gotten it. <laughs> I consider Poor that a small victory. Poor bird, Ramon. So they're they're in the desert, and desert things happen. It's very deserty indeed. I need to want see how many anime and animations in general have used the there's an enemy who can tell where you are on the stand so you have to get off i mean that that's yeah that's yeah. a that's a pretty well known thing at this point to the point that it was like a major part of multiple elements of breath of the wild and also tremors yes yeah it's just that <laughs> breath of the wild it's that zelda boss so you get the them saving the Kyurimon, I believe is the name. Kyaro. Okay. Kyaromon. Okay. Yeah. They save a few of them and then they find Tenchi. I mean, I mean we've, we've, we've mused you're for never, months. You're gonna, of all the characters that Masami Kikuchi plays, you're never going to give up Tenchi. Because Tenchi's the laziest one to go for. I mean, here's the thing if I say Keiichi, how many people are going to know who the hell that is? It's on my goddess, isn't it? Yes. If I say Tenshi, even people who don't know Tenshi will have a vague idea in their head of what Tenshi is. I actually did not know that he also voiced Keiichi. Oh, he voices 99% of those characters who just appear to be Tenshi or Keiichi are in fact him just playing them. I mean, you could technically say that Joe is talking to Joe. Yes. Yeah. And really now I think Joe needs to be the protagonist of a harem anime. I think that's called for. I mean, that's kind of just Tenchi, isn't it? Yeah, but it needs to be Joe. Okay, so just paste blue over and draw glasses on him. Um, but having him back as Naaman was nice. It was a small little cameo, but it was a good one. And now you have to wonder that now we're down to just a handful of actors who could pop back who haven't. We're down to three, I believe. So it'll be interesting to see who else may pop up and where. I still say that the rest of Kikuchi's characters need to show up at some point, including the human ones. See, I would say just have him play characters who vaguely look like them and have no reason to be there other than to have him play them. Karada and Dolphin. Here we go. It will be Karada and Whale. Oh. And then for some reason, Joe. Uh, yeah, the original Joe shows up for no reason. There you yeah. go. But yeah, um, and oddly, not acting very, he doesn't act very silly. He's almost sort of more of a mini data dump. Where we get the information that yeah, was key. Yeah, yeah it's... and it's not like it's extreme exposition there. It's like they're just, no, it was very quick. That's... Yeah, he's very just quick. explaining that his team is trying to not die, and they're trying to get a place which will help them not die. It's a pretty straightforward... I mean, to, to be fair, though, their goal is Leo Mon, so that may be counterproductive. Well, I mean, <laughs> they don't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But, but yeah, so it, it really, yeah, it's just a nice little bit of introduction to the idea that there's this resistance movement going on and Leoman's in charge of it. So it's probably not going to be doing very well. Yeah. Um, yeah, at least it's not like, oh, we're leaving everything to just so, this random group of kids that uh, we isekai'd. Yeah, and the weird thing—it's not, thing, it's not front—it's not frontier. Now, the weird thing to me, which happens right after this, and before we get to the where Guruman stuff, which is basically the focus of the episode with Yamato and everything, have we ever seen a Kakuman just hanging out, being out there? Like when when I like when he was sort of just out in this episode, I sort of just went. I don't recall really seeing a Kakuman all that much in general. Like even in an adventure, he basically popped up exactly when they needed a ride or to attack, and that was it. Here, like we got to see him look a little worried, and he had the little teardrop thing. It's the case with most of the adult levels in the original. No, I know, but there's it's not still, a but, whole ton of. There's not a whole ton of adults just hanging around. No, I know. It's just weird to see because, like, even if they do hang out, it would be Greymon a little bit. So to see yeah. a Kakuman sort of just being there was almost kind of strange. It's a nice uh, touch to not yeah. send them up and down constantly. Although yeah, it, it really did was. go down eventually, so I guess it was and, a moot point. And we got to see one of those boost attacks from Bergeron. Yep. And at and oh, are we I'm already not... ahead to the are we already ahead to the battle? Well that's the thing is is the primary part of the episode is Yamato, so it kind of feels like we're gonna talk about all of that at once because Oh. I mean, the argument in the cave, the little Soriyamato debate, yeah. I think that was actually the best part of the episode, if we're being honest. It it was. It was also interesting because um, they actually, I'm trying to think of the way I want to word this. Uh, it, would, it, would it be too hard to just joke the Sundare? No, he's he's... I mean, it's it's almost like uh, we can get into this a little more as the as we go on, but yeah, yeah I think Yamato is past soon today and just straight up asshole. <laughs> I like that. I like that we actually a little bit had Joe standing up to him. A little yes. bit. A little bit. Not, not, I mean, not even. He's he's getting better. Yeah, yeah. Joe's Joe's, Joe's still trying. Feeling his Joe's feeling his way into this group. Yes, and. It's kind of, that's really the only reason this works, because this is a pretty elementary debate yes, here, is whether to whether to yeah. take the whole group with and try to save everybody, or whether to plow ahead and just beat yeah. the bad guy and be done with it. It's a very simple thing. Like, it's it's like literally every, like the first ten episodes of Cross Wars, every, every, every episode features this discussion. Yeah. It works because it's early, and these three don't really know each other, and Taichi's not there to guide them. Yes. So it's really Sora and Yamato figuring this out for themselves, and Joe trying to find a good place to chime in. Because here's the thing. That's what makes yeah. this, that's what makes this scene work. Joe doesn't want to be in danger, but he's also not quite willing to just walk away. And like he, he, he did it in a very mellow is not the right word, but like he really doesn't want to, but he's also not willing to walk away. And I like that we got some yeah. degree of actual character for him. That was not just, and Joe does something silly. Yeah. And Joe's also, you know, yeah, like he's he studying. The, yeah. And Joe yeah. also, here's the point about, you know, this situation in Tokyo is happening and it's, you know, escalating as we speak and we can't waste a whole lot of time. And he's like, He's not wrong. Yeah. Like that's a valid point to consider. But they're and, also you know, right in front of people who need help. Exactly. Yeah. And he can't say him yeah, Hotokanai and all that. Yeah. Um 
also plays into his, you know, whole thing as a doctor or at least future doctor, because it's like, you got to help people, dude. Yeah. You'd hope so. I mean, and you yeah. don't know. You, it's we're at that point where we don't really know if the, the whole doctor thing is out of desire. or. Yeah, of... yeah we don't like we we learned about the original Joe that even if it was an obligation, it was something that he deeply cared about. Yes. That he maybe got into it due to obligation, but that was something that meant something to him. We technically don't actually know that about this one, this jo- version yeah, of Joe. Yeah, I get, a, I get a real impression that this Joe, as he exists right now, is doing it mostly out of obligation. And that was part of his arc in the original adventure, was him coming to realize, no, I really do care, and I really do want to become a doctor. Yeah. For legitimate reasons. Yeah. And then Yamato stomps off. As he does. Yeah. This is what, the third time he's done this? Yeah, it, yeah. Then, so we then get, I'm trying to think if I really want to call it a fight, because it was more like being surrounded almost. Yeah, they, Sora and Joe had a, yeah. Not even, I mean, it was an ambush that everyone saw coming. Yeah, everyone kind of knew that. Sora Sora and Joe is like, okay, I'll have Beomon draw off the Sandyamamon and you go and get killed by Scorpiomon. That's the plan. And then. They really did not have an answer for Scorpiomon. And then the answer was basically just try to keep moving to some degree. Yeah. And that wasn't necessarily a good plan. Although, to be fair, I don't believe they realized at that point that he could tell where they were. Yamato might have already realized it by that point. I don't remember if that was earlier or later when he figured it out. I'm pretty sure Yamato did figure that out. No, no, no. He did. He did. I just don't. And he did not. He did I not just, tell Zora I just don't Joe. remember I just don't remember if he remembered it early in the episode or in the later fight. But he definitely I, did not was, tell them. It was no, it was in the first part that okay. he noticed. Yeah. Yamato <laughs> is an asshole. Yes. And then him and Guruman come leaping in to save the day, where he also ends up revealing a bit later that it was or at least he's claiming it's a setup. Asshole. Yes, that is ex- if that's if that's actually true. That is extremely manipulative, and yeah. Sora and Joe should be really pissed off about that. Especially since it actually does no real advantage to having them act as bait in that context, because yeah, the Digimon was going to come after them no matter what. Just tell them they're going to be bait. Yeah, like they're willing to be bait. They've been bait before, and then Joe's, the, Joe's been bait a couple times, and then the power yeah, the of friendship. Tai Chi was willingly bait. Sure. Tell yeah, just tell Joe, hey, you're gonna be bait this time, Taichi did it last time, take one for the team, buddy. But like like with bait, they were actually friends all along, and the power of friendship gets us where Gurumon, who I actually liked the evolution sequence a lot more than Metal Greymon, to be honest. And the evolution sequence was good. Yeah. I like the Foxfire burning on all of the outfit elements. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we get a very nice and short fight of him just like beating the crap out of him. Like it almost uh, wasn't a fight at that point. That's like you were already dead. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I really don't like that very much because that was one of the cool things about the first episode when Greymon evolved for the first time. He and Algamon still had a fight. They had a good fight. Here, as soon as they hit their ultimate, their perfect forms, it's 
Yeah, it's over. It's instantly think... over. And Scorpio Mon, as threatening as he was the entire episode, is just completely useless. So I think I know what they intended, but they didn't clarify it enough to make it work. I think the idea was that where Grumon could move so quickly, that Scorpio Mon simply couldn't do anything. That he was moving so quickly that his sensing stuff just didn't work, so he kind of just started striking out, but I don't think they explained it enough to make it and work. by that point, Scorpio Mon was already on the surface. Yeah. So, like, he could see with his... He didn't have to use his perception. He could just see him. True. But, yeah, it, it was a quick fight. It looked nice, but it... I really did like the fight, but it was not one of the better fights we've seen. Yeah. Um, Probably like underwhelming, considering some of the previous ones. But another thing I realized that was amusing, since you mentioned Breath of the Wild earlier, just kind of like... Ikakumon is basically one of the sand seals that drags you around. <laughs> uh, I did not think seals, about that. We've got the levers, we've got... And then we have <laughs> Yamato telling us why he's a prick. And I know, you have so, I know you have some feelings on this AR, so I will let you go ahead and start off. Yes. He's like, suddenly... Yeah, he's like, yeah, the reason... The reason I want to, I'm so, ur- we're so urgent about uh, saving the day here is my little brother's back home and he's scared and helpless and, you know, credit him for showing an emotion in front of, uh, in front of People. the teammates. But like, do the other kids not have family well, back home? Uh, I think did they, like, did they not, are they not freaking out? Um, like, it, it, they're it, all having the same problem. Ignoring, Every single one of them has this same issue. Taichi especially. I, and they're I think, all still capable of being decent human beings. I think there's a difference in Yamato's case, though, in that the others, to, or at least from his perspective, the others actually know about their families. And from Yamato's perspective, he kind of doesn't know, and that doesn't necessarily excuse how he's acting. I think it does explain it a bit. Because even from what little we could grasp, it did not come across that he sees much of Taku or even knows mu- much of what is going on with him. So I saw that sort of as a... He doesn't have that information and he kind of assumes everyone else does. If that yeah, makes sense. which is a pretty weighty assumption. Like, I wouldn't be making... Considering how much time would have passed between them leaving and now, I mean, assuming it's been... It's been several hours at least, and a lot. Uh, I would assume it's been days. Oh yeah, at least, and you know, you don't know what's happened between then and now, and so none of them really have a good idea of it. So even you know what you're saying about about. But here's the thing: I'm saying I'm saying from his perspective, not from the idea of that we know the same exists. I'm saying in his mind, they all have families that are together, and even if they're not there, they have families that, in theory know what's going on if that makes sense i'm not saying that excuses how he's acting probably functional adults yes and yeah i mean i mean i mean taichi taichi has a i mean hikari's back home yeah but he also knows that she's with at the very least their mother yeah but well i mean yamato should probably be assuming that there's somebody watching takeru like, you can't, she shouldn't be assuming that mom is not there. Oh, I'm not. I'm saying in his mind, it has to be him. Yeah, that's. 
I, I'm not, not excused. I'm no, no, excused. no. It's not an excuse to how the character acts. I'm saying I would not be shocked if that is the explanation we get when things change later. And that doesn't excuse the way he acts. I'm just saying I think it's a valid reason for why he would act that way, even if it's still completely wrong. Yeah, that, it's. Yeah. I, I guess, like, he's still an asshole, is what it Oh, no, to. no, he is. There, there's <laughs> no. There, there, there's no. There's no argument there. He is an asshole. Yeah. I'm and just saying that in, it's, in his mind, it's okay. Well, of course, it's in also mind, like it's in okay. Japan where like a lot of kids are kind of expected to take care of themselves and, you know, be responsible from a really young age. And that's just really normal. Like hmm. the first Digimon Adventure movie where like Tai Chi and Ikari are just like, you know, chill at home, no parental supervision. Tai Chi's like five and making eggs. And that's just normal. So how does Yamato know that his mom, who is like obviously a career woman, doesn't leave Takeru by himself for like some hours at a time. That's true. Uh, I'll be it, curious it, to it, see it, if it, any it, of this it, actually it, happens, though. Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting point. Yeah. At the same time, if Yamato knows Takeru like we know Takeru, that kid's gonna be fine because he's stupidly self reliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, but yeah, even in the original adventure, though. Yamato didn't really act like Takuru was self-reliant, even though he kind of was. He was a crybaby, but he could handle things on his own. Yeah. And so, really what what this boils down to is as far as where they're at in the episode, like I'm you know, I'm saying that Yamato's an asshole, Yamato's no, he an is. asshole. He is. For episode eleven, that's totally okay that he's yeah. an asshole at this point. It might I help it we, might help if they developed it a bit more so it's not just him having these one-shot appearances of doing really dumb things and then sort of just standing there with his arms crossed for the rest of the time, that would help, though. It would help, but even then, that's it's, you know, it's fine for where he's at in the series right now, but this is where you run into trouble having these perfect evolutions so early, because his character hasn't gotten to the point where it feels like he should have had two evolutions by now. And and like I've said before that, you know, other characters in other series have had their second evolutions this early, but that's, but when you have the characters, you know, kind of developing a little more slowly than we're used to, and that they have been developed in the past, having these second evolutions at this point is so jarring and it does take you out of things a little bit. It and does. The and bigger, and that's kind of the bigger problem with just saying, I mean, you can't, you shouldn't just say, oh, having second evolutions in episode 10 to episode 11 is too early, but having their second evolutions where these characters are right now, that I think you can make that argument. Well, here's where I think that it, and the, the this is sort of jumping into the episode preview a bit. I think it's easier for Yamato, who had clearly been running around with Garumon before the show ever started, to mm-hmm. for, for us to accept it for him, where the leap is, is he's accepting people as friends, even if he's not good at it. And that is a character leap, even if we haven't seen enough of him to take it that way. Because we saw who he was when he started off, and then he vanished for a bit. But he was already yeah. running around having adventure. I think it becomes more difficult with the preview and where we know Mimi, then it's then it's going to be Koshiro, 
or then Sora, then Koshir, where we're then getting everyone else in rapid succession, where for all joking aside about how it's always going to be Taichi and Yamato, it might have worked better if they had just done those two and then waited three or four episodes to do the others, or even one episode just to have something in between, because now you have the person who, in theory, would have gotten it among the earliest, and then next week is someone who a couple days ago didn't even know Palmon could evolve at all. Right. It's like, it's just continuing to be an issue. Like all that. Yeah. Like that's a fair point that, you know, he's been in this a while. It just doesn't feel like it for in. No, because that's why it's so jarring right now. Yeah. Regardless of how long he's been doing it, as far as we're concerned, he popped up in episode two because Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and the episode sort of ends with him telling and Joe's so happy and Joe wants to tell him about himself and he kind of doesn't care, as I recall. I mean, I, yeah, Sora just wants him to shut up cares. because, yeah, Sora wants him to shut up because she heard all this BS before. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of forgot that Sora has heard all of this. Yeah. And, and, and the next Sora, episode. And Sora's straight up calling him out. It's like, yeah. let me tell you my backstory. And Sora's like, I've heard it already. He's like, shut up. And then next episode, we get Mimi, Lilymon, and everyone's favorite, Andromon. And Gardramon, in fact. Gardramon's not everyone's favorite, though. Well, uh, in my head, I am... See, you can make a case. In my, in my head, I sort of wonder if it's the same character. Could be. Yeah. And the episode title is... Actually, Lil- well, that would actually be an interesting twist if there was a, a Gardramon to Andromon evolution. Oh, see, I wondered if it might be the opposite. Well, that's just tamers. That's not interesting. I was going to say, I think Gardramon is, like, decently popular enough that they, you know, made him someone's partner, Digimon. Yeah. I mean, it's not. There's nothing wrong with Gardramon. I just don't think he's quite the same fan favorite as Andrew. No, no, absolutely not. But hey, Mimi episode next week, and Tai Chi yeah, and Mimi, Koshiro. Yeah, <laughs> Mimi episode next week. And c- can can we appreciate that the end goes back to the teaser for it? And Koshiro is exactly where Koshiro was at the beginning of Adventure, the first time he found one of these, which is sort of just ignoring that the world exists because he's trying to get every bit of information he can. The fact that even Taichi was bored with that is kind of encouraging. Like, Mimi being bored is a sort of a given. The fact that Taichi's even kind of getting annoyed, that's what I like to see. I want to see a little bit of conflict here. Well, the thing is, is that tiny little seed of conflict actually has Koshiro explain why he's doing it, which I think does make it more interesting rather than just him standing he actually explains we may need this stuff later sure i mean it's like conflict doesn't have to be these no. loud arguments and what i'm what i'm saying you know when i say when i say we need more conflict i'm not saying that there needs to be these just not everyone's smiling just not everyone is necessarily on the same page and just yeah. having taichi push a little bit on that it's like why is this necessary and koshiro having to explain why it's necessary that's the sort of little stuff that that we need a lot yeah. more of. Now the question is, do you think... Now here's the thing. Last week, it felt like people liked the episode, disliked it. It felt like this week, the range was much wider between people really enjoying it and people kind of being upset at it. 
I don't know because I like this one slightly better. Than I I, I did also, but it felt. I just mean like last week. I'd say the top ranking outside of you know just loving every episode. I'd say it was more A minus B plus to sort of B minus. This it felt like there was a lot of people who either really loved it or really didn't like it at all. What guessing ahead of time? How do you think the introduction of Lilymon will? Because one, people tend to like Mimi episodes, and we didn't get Lilymon anywhere near when everyone else got them last time. No, well, yeah, they did that way into the Vomdemon arc for that one. Yeah, well, they did that weird thing where they had four pretty quickly, and then even though there was a pretty obvious Mimi episode to do it, they they pushed it back another ten episodes, and then did and then did a Zudomon yeah. and Lilymon. Which was it was a little strange, but I didn't. I, I didn't. It, it, wor- it worked well. To be yeah, it worked really well. Like yeah. that Lilymon. Like, I've, I've said before that Lilymon episode is my single favorite episode of Adventure. How do you think next week will compare to this week, just based off I, the trailer and the idea of what we know about it? So I think it really does depend on what they put Mimi through, and especially if she's allowed to do this herself. And they don't have Metal Greymon interfere. It. I will say this: it looks more interesting than this week's, based on the trailer. I think it feels I, like there's some more interesting stuff happening, but that's also based off at most thirty seconds of footage. Yeah, and it really still. If once we get used to the idea that while they're doing this, they're going to give us all these ultimates way too early. I think that by the time we get to the last few, we'll be sort of adjusted to the idea and we or can bored. sort of grade them <laughs> and we can, yeah, I suppose, yeah. I, I guess we can sort of grade them. It would be weird to only do five of them. Uh, it, yeah. it would be, you can kind of, are you, su- are you suggesting that they might keep Zudomon from Joe? Oh man, that'd be terrible. <laughs> that would be mean. That would just be mean. Yeah. See, that'd be mean, but here's the thing. We know the order. If you were going to keep one, you almost could imagine it being Joe. I don't think they're going to, mind you. That's just no. where the episode guide cut off. I, you almost could if, give you almost could give Joe character development by having him not able to figure it out. Oh, don't make him Junpei! Come on. I, I was gonna I was gonna cheat and go with Rat Trap from Beast Machines. See, I keep it to Digimon. <laughs> At least I keep it to Digimon. <laughs> Hey! Yeah, don't make don't make Joe June pay. Hey. But look, if if they're be, giving, be nice, if, I could talk Yamato about Star is, Trek. I could talk about if, Star Trek. Oh God! If Yamato <laughs> is this much of an asshole, and they're still giving him a second evolution, Joe can yeah. be Joe and still give him a second evolution. It's okay. okay fair it's, enough. Call it a treat. And I mean, they, they could jerk him around a little bit first. <sighs> yeah, I, that's I that's true. Jer- that's I true. I want them to jerk. I want them to jerk everybody around before they get their second evolutions. That's the fun part of second evolution. I mean, he wants to be look the leader. To- yeah, look what they did to Koshiro in the original series to get his second evolution. Come on, they had Vedamon <laughs> bully him around for an episode, and then the we got just and just like a couple hours ago, actual details for the adventure Blu-ray box beyond it existing. It will be episodes 1 through 12, which conveniently is up to the next episode. Um, We already knew about trailers and uh, commercial type things. It's going to have clean opening and ending, which in retrospect feels obvious, but 
you kind of wonder when they don't announce stuff. And the booklet will have interviews with Yuko Sanpei, who's Taichi, Yumiko Kobayashi, who's Koshiro, Chika Sakamoto, who's Agumon, and Takahiro Sakurai, who's Tentomon, who we don't get all that much interview content with him. Like We only generally get interview stuff with him when it's for everyone, so it's nice to see that. It's actually it would, one of my favorite uh, voice actors. Does he he does like. so many characters, it is shocking, and especially the range. Like, it is very funny to think that he's Cloud. And Tentomon. Those two characters do not quite fit together, do they? Well, I mean, yeah, Tentomon talks, so... <laughs> Sorry. No, that, that's not a bad one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice. See, I when this makes me mo- more and more curious if sixty six is indeed just a filler number for sales because I would have gone with eleven if it had been sixty six, just to split them up evenly. But we'll I see. think it's going to be. I, I think it's going to be a situation where like one of the cores is like two episodes short or something. Yeah, we'll see. And then or the last ones are just really long. I don't know. Yeah, I will. I, you know, this must make me wonder if episode twelve might be where they switch ending themes, though. Like, um, moving on to like episode thirteen might be the. I the feel thing. like I feel like if they were, we would know by now because they would start doing the marketing for it. Hmm. I mean, I mean, right, we were ha- talking about that on the Discord when they trying to remember when they start promoting new endings coming up. It's generally, I feel like we would already have it by now, to be honest, or at okay. least something. Because, like, think about how long we were getting stuff for for the opening and ending before the show started. And Atmon, I believe, yeah, we were was- getting weeks and weeks ahead of time. Was it weeks and weeks? Okay. I think. I, rem- I think I thought it was like a week. Uh, maybe, maybe, but I don't believe it was the week of. This is very important to me because when they switch endings is when I usually do wrap-up posts on my blog just to kind of summarize where we're at so far and overall impressions. Maybe maybe they'll hold it this time for the end of everyone getting perfect. Ooh, that would be... And and the last one will have some big reveal at the end. (laughs) They switch endings to immediately show... That show immediate spoilers for uh, what's happening in the next yep. cover. And then we had the... Hikari is the eighth child! <gasps> Surprise! You can learn to program with Digimon. That That's like this week's big weird surprise. I see the news in the middle that I'm like, okay, I'll put that up in the morning with, with that Digimon content was going to appear in a programming app in Japan and I wake up and have a message from someone and it's like the app's also out in the US. It's like, wait, what? It's like, it is. What? I, I, honestly, I'm not joking. I bookmarked this, uh, this app. Yeah. My kid um, a couple, if my kid was like two years older, yeah. we would be all over this. Yeah. App. So programming Zemi is an app that was basically designed to teach programming concepts and ideas to first through third graders. And they've added Digimon adventure content to it. Where basically, you know, you drag the character there and you, give the little programming concepts for do they are they displayable do they move just to teach them how programming works and it's available through January 31st so it's a nice little, neat little thing it's too bad that it's temporary which it always is but it's still indeed that it's there yeah it doesn't i don't care that it's temporary i wonder if it'll have any like unique contact or a uh, 
images no. or anything no. someone can rip. Yeah, no, no, no. no. But it, I, I, like, I don't care if I don't care if the app's going. I don't care if the content's going away soon. I'm still probably going to save this app to to show the yeah. kid when he's a, a just a little bit older. Yeah, it, it's the images of um the wallpapers that they did for the parade website. Along with basic art of Greymon and Gurumon. So yeah, n- nice little thing. Um, and kind of sort of reinforces pointing out that, yes, while they're not afraid to put stuff in to appeal to fans, they really do intend this the show to be for kids. Which seems to come up in discussion almost every day, like just how much kid stuff is actually showing up for this. I, I still know. want the gummies. And wave two of those should be out soon. Gummy and then, snacks. Gummy yeah. snacks. The app stuff's been weird in the last week, though. Like, sort of Digimon New Century was kind of mentioned in context of coming out in Japan, but not. It was almost. Like, even Onke was like, it's almost was more like a vague illusion or Im- implication of it without actually saying they planned to bring it. So it may have just been odd wording, so we're not actually sure. But we'll see if we get Digimon New Century. As far as I know, it's the CS models just with cell shading, and eh, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. With the, the way they release these things, I always find I always seem like it's a strange thing to only limit it to one particular region, especially well, if the region is not Japan. Well, in the case of in the case of a lot of uh, the Chinese ones or the Korean ones, it's generally having local ones there, so you have a local presence. Yeah. So, th- yeah. So those ones are often specific to those countries, while everything else sort of is the pseudo rest of Japan, then potentially the rest of the world. Yeah, but if they like they bring it to Japan or Korea or China and Korea and it, and it seems to go over pretty well. It's like it always surprises me that they don't I just don't bring think it I don't to Japan. I don't think any of the previous ones really have gone over that well after the initial release. But the music was pretty good. Yeah, the music was pretty good for um that one. Oh, Encounters. <laughs> yeah. Encounters, the, yeah. the intro song. The one, the one with Blue Coma. <laughs> yeah. That's just and, how I call it now. Yeah, and the weird thing is, it's like, the game, and this is where it does get confusing. The People can clearly play New Century now, but as far as I can tell, it's just considered a beta, even though it's fully there, and the actual release will be in, like, October, I think. Like it doesn't feel like it was a beta. It feels like it just came out. So we'll see. And I love talking about AR's favorite subject, which is the card game. AR, how excited oh, are you that there's gonna be three new starter decks? I'm really excited we have a, a third host to uh to banter with. Yeah. <laughs> so I I've given up card games. Oh great. <laughs> To be fair, Dev, 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 no, Dev likes art. Dev likes art. Therefore, she has something to talk about. So has Toya, has Toya started a podcast so about the card game yet? Well, here's the thing: they've had two different shows running, so close enough. <laughs> um, so it, this is basically stores in Japan taking pre-orders earlier than they probably are meant to be. So it looks like we'll get Giga Green, which. We assume it's Hercules Kabuterimon. 
Venom Violet. I wonder who that would be. Gee. It's and a mystery. And, and Mugen Black, <laughs> who's even more of a mystery. Because mm. here's the thing. Ven- here's money. the thing. Venom shows up in enough attacks that you could almost make an argument that we could can't guess, even though yeah, Venom yeah, Bamdemon. Yeah, in the case of Venom. in the case of Mugen Black, that really only is associated with one character that I can think of. First, first word in the chorus of Butterfly. But yeah, so again, die is the, yeah, so it looks like those will be five hundred yen again. So cheap once again, huh. and being yeah, it is really cheap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, you get a fifty-four card deck made from sixteen cards that are specific to that booster set. But do they come with gum? No, unfortunately. Uh. To be fair, that that's why it's five hundred yen. The gum would make it at least six hundred. Ah. And then they did, uh, there's been two more episodes of Fun Digica in the past week. They're doing the viewer suggestion stuff again. I The decks this time, so in the first episode, you get the chosen, chil- basically a chosen children deck with every card being different, which I can't imagine being, and I can't imagine trying to play a four color deck is that easy. And then you get a deck based around Diablomon. It feels like there was a purposeful theme chosen here. And then the one after, and I, I think this is where AR will actually be amused. Goma, a Gomamon deck versus a different Gomamon deck. I was, I heard there was a lot of Joe in this last one. Yes, it is it a, a. It was a very Joey episode, yes. is what I heard yeah. on the uh, the timeline. Yeah, each of them use a different Gomamon deck suggested by users, and both of them also are using four different Joe cards. Joe. So. Yeah, Sh- probably soon we'll start getting new card images because we have October for the next booster set, so we'll see what pops up. And this next one annoys me because we were talking about it in the last episode and it showed up like the next morning or that night. The results for the favorite Royal Knight poll. AR, who's number one? Why, it's Omegamon, color me shocked. It's like he just showed up out of nowhere to become a popular character after no one noticed him for 20 years. Who is this guy? I don't remember Omega and then, Mon. And then number two is Duke Mon. Omega, which... Omega Mon doesn't, and he wasn't in Frontier yeah. at all. Duke Mon's number two, which, not super shocking. Alpha Mon's three. I. I can like I'm actually I'm actually really happy that Dukemon beat out Alphamon. Yeah. Like, yay. Now I'll say this for number four, UL Force Vidramon, it was hard to like weigh if I thought he would show up high or low. Because he is popular, but he isn't necessarily well known outside of like more hardcore fans. So it's nice well, to he's see popular him. enough that he got a gigantic, really expensive figurine that I'm waiting to show up yes. for. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm doing the and same thing. It's not like they're like they're not like the hardcore fans aren't a huge chunk of this voting. No, absolutely, but still like but, but still like fans love Magnamon. Magnamon was five. I would not have been shocked if Magma, Magnamon was two or three. Do you think maybe All Force of Idramon and Magnamon split the vote? Possibly. Like, a lot of people a lot of people were just really torn between Old Force and Magnamon, and yeah. that's why they got fourth and fifth. And then Elfamon it... beat them. That's actually quite possible, to be honest. And then <laughs> I'm trying to say that Jessmon at number six is lower or higher than I expected. Because it that's one that it felt like, as long as in the top half, it's not unexpected, but I wouldn't have been shocked if he'd been high up. I thought Nightmon would have been done better. Mm, 
Yeah, but he always shows up and stuff, and then kind of a jackass. But, but always, like, but you know, he's, he's always shows up and stuff. But he always shows up, and like, it's always, but he's always kind of unlikable when he shows up, though. Yeah, but um, the, the constant presence thing okay. would at least put uh, well, at least would I'm give him an edge over an someone like. I believe I like believe I believe that's why Examon's number seven is Examon just shows up. He just shows up and destroys yeah. things. And then Gankumon's eight, which that feels like it's just got there through what little popularity he has. Yeah, no one has any objections to Gankumon. Roto Nightmon and Dinosmon exist. Hmm. So, so do, somewhere, so out there, somewhere, somewhere out there, some really, really devout, devout Frontier fan is just really disappointed yeah. by this result. Hey, at least they ended up together. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. And, and then right below them are Slatemon and Craniumon, who... And the Savers fans are even sadder. <laughs> and then at the bottom is Duftmon. I think I even voted for Duftmon out of sympathy. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I voted for Duftmon. Duftmon was a great example of people going... But I see so much fan art of him. I thought he was popular. He is not. There just happens to be people who like to draw fan art of him. Probably because he has you that... I um... think he's one of the easier to draw yes. ones. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, and Omegamon sort of blew every... like, And we have the vote percentages. Omegamon was not close to being dethroned. But yeah, it's oh, yeah. He had like a solid like twenty. He had a he had a five percentage gap over over Dukemon, who's really popular. Dukemon, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah it's, it's, oh, it's interesting that there was Gallantmon in the. Uh, in they the, uh, they have the auto. Chart. They have the auto translator in the chart set up in the they, chart. That's okay. well, no, 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 because okay. it it was just text overlaid on the image. So when yeah. you turn so when you turn on the translator there, it just puts those there. I it's like not. I, I, I like that the chart translates this to Road Nightmon. Like we have a third possible name for him. I think that's like the fifth, to be honest. Oh my god! So we have Road Nightmon, Roto Nightmon, Lord Nightmon, Lord Nightmon. I, I'm going with Road Nightmon just as a translation issue, and not an actual other one to go with. At this point, I'm just going to start calling it Crusadermon. Like I'm done. Oh, I for, we for, I kind of we, we forgot like Crusader Mon. Of, uh, the percentages of like the winners are kind of like goes pretty well with approximately how much merchandise each of them has. Like Omega Mon. Well, has to be, fi- so well, to be fair, that's why they have merchandise because they are that popular comparatively. I mean, because Duke yeah, on it should be too much of a. It feels like there's a big drop off after like the first three, uh, the first three or four, as far as merchandise goes. No, that, that's what I mean. Though does Magnumon have a does Magnumon have a whole lot? Uh, Ma- like, Magnumon doesn't like keychains and like stickers and stuff. I yeah, I, sure. I still will say the old Japanese Magnumon Evolution toy was one of the nicer ones, though. Yeah. Like that that's one that I got when O2 was still running in Japan, and that was nice. Like it just feels like looking at the merch that they've come up with recently, the ones that actually get their names on the pie charts instead of just letters feel like they're getting they're getting left out here. It happens, and then we have all the various. I mean, I, I mean, it's like once you get to the letters, I mean, that's yeah. sort of they, 
Oh, no what, one loves you anymore. How much, how much would an Exxon figure cost? Let's be real here. Well, to be fair, they wouldn't. It's not like they would do it to scale. Come on, I want to do my play sets. <laughs> Adventure Sunday Market opened, and we, they announced. I believe only one of the products was actually new, which were trading metals, and the rest are from the Fuji store, which makes sense since this is a Fuji store. Um, they announced a little lotto thing. The only pro- Digimon prize they announced were card game starter decks. They announced a little sticker stamp digital rally thing where you can win digital photo frames. And I have to say the nice thing was the um, the shirts from Avail, which they announced, and the next day they had them at every location they had. Very ni- nice new artwork of Taichi and Agumon. Um, I don't know. The, that was neat. The hobby stock products with that weird... Uh, uh, more places have it now, but that artwork still strikes me as weird, especially Sora's neck. That's the one that we've kind of focused on because it just does not look right. Is, is that the neck one? Yeah. Okay. And then new socks. I want the socks. The funny part is it's the same artwork as the last socks. Well, I don't have the last socks. Yeah. And then they announced shirts that are exclusive to one shopping app and will only be there until they sell out with two shirts for kids and two shirts for adults. Yeah, the artwork on them is okay. Well, it's stock artwork, which I mean, it came up in the chat where um, and this is why it happens so often. This is stock artwork stuff always sells the best. As much as you think like unique artwork would sell, it will always be stock photos and stock artwork, which is why they always used to do photo covers of stuff like Buffy comics. No matter what new artwork they would make, it would just be beat by any random photo they could find of the actors. Sigh. Yeah. That's depressing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and that is one of like, I remember Dark Horse actually wrote about it, I think, in like an art book that no matter what they would commission artwork wise, no matter who drew it, how crazy it was, if you put stock photo of any Buffy actor on the on a, a same issue and put it next to it, that one would be gone instantly. Do and, better people. Yeah. And uh Kazuna Stop Corner. No goddamn taste. Yeah. Kazuna Corner will not get its own art, which we kind of expected, and it will be running till September 30th. So it looks like it'll just carry over to whatever the next store is, whatever that ends up being, which we do not expect it to be Digimon. And then today we got an update on everyone's favorite topic, V Pets. Meikumon will show up in the two transparent ones in the glow in the dark, and they have not said what the other four are. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say it's going to be the four from wave one and two. Does anyone think that's not what's happening? I take the silence as approval. Or in in AR's case, is not caring. You got this. (laughs) I trust your judgment on this one. Yeah. Um, And then we brought up Adventure Market Sunday already. Um... Adventure Sunday Market. We got photos of it, and we we were under the impression it was going to be like a kiosk. It's actually like a night, like there's a bunch of display stuff, which is very nice. We get the big. It looks like a well designed uh, vendor room booth. Yeah, I mean, we get the artwork, we get the little TV, we get the nice display with products. 
Shut up and take my money. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, the Zero Two logo's there. Because Black War Greymon is. And we got a shot of the Sanrio shop before it opened with the display set up for social distancing, which is nice. I want to steal those wall sticky things, though. Yeah. I could probably make those if you get me a high enough resolution image. I've got a cricket cutter. <laughs> I have those in cartoonishly high resolution. And then we have the artwork, which is always nice. So um, we didn't get art for the episode, but we did get a few different Digimon playing Mahjong. Poor ter- Does it feel like every Terrymon Joshu image lately has been uh, like either him being amazing or him just getting blown away? Mm-hmm. Terry Manjo shoes that that's yeah. that's his that's his thing now. Yeah, and then, that's his lot, and that's his lot in life is either to be have fun and explore stuff or to get his ass kicked in mahjong. Yeah, and then Kenji Watanabe did very nice wear groomer. Like it doesn't it 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 feels cleaner than a lot of his art generally is. Does that make sense? It may it's just the way it's colored. Like it feels very stylized and. I, I really, really like it. It's it's simple and actiony, and it's nice. Yeah, and I like that, a simple palette. So yeah, and then the next one requires some slight explaining. The shirts from Avail, which we mentioned um, after I posted the news, someone went, "There's an Avail right next to me," and I'm like, "That person lives in Japan. I need to find out." So I sent them a message, and they were able to get a scan of the art tag that they had on each shirt. And was able to throw that up literally right as I was putting up the article. Which is probably the fastest... Which is probably the fastest something has come out in Japan, and I've actually been able to get a scan up. It was the same day of release in Japan, I believe. They threw me the scan, I did minor editing, and up. So, that worked out very well. I like all the artwork here, but we kind of brought this up before. Why is everyone angry? I like them when they're angry. Maybe so, it's like uh, Kirby, where it's just like, just add angry eyebrows to everything. But Joe's also like moving his glasses, which feels very on character for Joe. We were having a lot of fun with angry Hikari on Twitter last night. Hikari does look especially angry compared to everyone else, doesn't she? Hikari angry is just the best. We love angry Hikari. Because she can destroy uh, okay. you with her mind and... and- <laughs> Nobody pays enough heed to that. Also, that Anjouman versus Lady Devimon fight. She's like, "Bitch, get in there, just destroy her." Yep. Okay. Okay. Speaking of Anjouman, is it weird that a lot of people are like, "Why would they show Anjouman and not Tailmon?" And I'm like, "That's not new. They always do this. Mm-hmm. It is always the children forms cough cough Tailmon, and the adult forms cough cough Anjouman." Yeah. Except which in specific, un- which is kind of unfair to Angela. Except in specific rare cases. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, nice art. It was neat to get it so quickly. And then we have questions, so everyone who's in the chat can start throwing those, and we'll start with some of the ones that were sent ahead of time. And the first one: Do we know why Sand Yen Maman was colored like Yen Maman? It was either the wrong stuff was sent, or they were more concerned with having it look nice in the episode, and I don't think the gray blob color was going to look very good, to be honest. No. 
Like, and honestly, I, I read the subtitles of Sandy Amamon before I figured out yeah. that it was a Yanmamon. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I'm not, here, one, to, I'm not one to go off of. In yeah, this, I mean, in I this mean, case. here's the here's the thing. It may very well have been a mistake on someone's part. It may have also just been they wanted to use a color that looked better in a desert shot. Which you think Sand Yanmamon would be good for? Yeah, except the colors, his color, it's just like this random dull gray. Yeah, like... You would you would yeah. think you'd think it would be a desert color, and it's really not. So they may have just decided that that was the one they were going to use, so... Um, what upcoming products do you think you will get? I think we'll get more buttons and acrylics. <laughs> no, oh... <laughs> See, I took this as like, what do you think? They said, do you think you will get? As in, like, what do you think we'll oh, buy? Oh, do we think that I will personally get? I am. Um, I thought. I, I thought that's what it was. I mean, I think that's what the okay. you will get because it would say we when it was sent. Oh, in. Because okay. okay. yeah, it, it was actually sent in as what will you get? I mean, I typically collect like the the little buttons and acrylics, so I'm yeah, probably but you don't, not you going don't... to get. I'm probably not going to get very many. I'm. It's I, I'm probably out until yeah like, no conventions, conventions to buy this stuff at. until conventions happen again. I'm probably not going to be getting a whole lot. Well, um, so I believe both me and Dev have the UL Force Vidramon figure pre-ordered. Oh yes. In fact, I think I'm the one who told you where it was pre-orderable on sale, and then you cursed at me for like ten minutes. And then I went and bought it. Yeah, that's what. Well, that's why you cursed at me. And then, um. I did, and I think I said I was going to try to do this last week where I wasn't pre-ordering the CD. I completely forgot about it. So yeah, I wasn't pre-ordering it on purpose because I wanted to get the Mega Jacket version from Amazon Japan so I could scan the giant version of the Terrible Art. And I did get that in last night right as they put up the normal orders for it. And I was thinking of the uh, Rayon Lee... um... No, I I didn't get I that. I that. I considered it, but like to get the, even the CD was like forty, and then shipping and this. Eh. Um, but yeah, so I got that in at the right time, and I'm like I'm trying to waft on what else is coming up that I have pre-ordered elsewhere that I should cancel the pre-order and try to like play that game of chicken where might miss out on other stuff if it goes down, or just stick with what I have pre-ordered. What like, I really want to get is the Lopmon plushie. Like, I've just been holding out getting it because then it's like, oh, it's back ordered and now it's back in yeah, stock. I, I, there's, there's some plushies that I would really hope I get a chance to get my hands on. That th- Those I would consider. I think that ordering. was back up. I thought it was. One second. Let's take a look. Yeah, Lopmon's, like, not specifically Yopmon, but there's some other okay. ones that have come out recently. Uh, it's up on Ami Ami. Okay, the Lopmon cushion, most places have it on back that, order, that but, sti- but still available to order. So it will come back, in theory. It's just not generally in stock at places. Uh, so, Amiami has it up in stock currently, which is about $4 higher than I was hoping to pay for it, but uh, I might treat myself to it next yeah. paycheck if it's still yeah. there. Well, good luck with. I will say this: it is a very f- nice looking fat Lopmon. Like it works good as a cushion visually. I mean, that's kind of a lot of the plushies that I tend to collect, like ridiculously soft and squishy, where they take up more room on my bed than you know I do. 
Yeah. Okay, let's see what questions were in the chat. Uh, what is the likely cause of Crusader Mon's name change? That's easy. Bandai yeah, would decide on... Ba- Bandai would change... I think they meant Crusader Mon versus the Roto Lord Nightmon, rather than just... Well, the... it's... No, I, I asked for clarification. It's like oh. the difference between Roto Nightmon, yeah, Lord Nightmon, Lord Nightmon, yeah, it Road is t- Nightmon. Yeah. Technically speaking, th- those are, are all technically accurate translations. Yeah, um, it's just I, a really, I, it's just a really vague yeah. kana. I go, I go with Roto Nightmon because part of it is supposed to be Roto Knight pun wise. Mm-hmm. So I choose to go with Roto Knight because, and spelling out Knight with the K because then it keeps elements of both potentials. Yeah, the, I like that one too. And then Lord Nightmon is just. It, because it's really yeah, that one works sounds well. like the kind of the kind of title a royal knight would have because they're royal knights and they have stupid names like that. Okay, uh, and then you know the other yeah. ones are just really but yeah. Silly. It's it's purely that just those really are really silly and yet accurate, kind of. Uh, basically, yeah, yeah. And basically, then, so, to the originals, the kana only matters to them. They don't care what it's actually romanized as. Yeah, that's not their problem. Exactly, yeah. and you have then you see that same thing with um, Algomon versus Argomon. I think that there's been you know Argomon isn't an invalid. No, Argomon could potentially work with that one, but Algomon you have that algorithm pun going on. There's some vague stuff involved here that yeah. still Fun. that can work in multiple ways. Like yeah. I had the same thing with uh, Arismon versus Harrismon as well. So yeah. And then someone wants to know, could there be an... Okay, now, could there be an official release of the Digimon novels? I assume they meant English. The answer actually is that's not impossible, because more and more light light novel-style things do get licensed for the U.S. It's just a matter of whatever legal paperwork would need to be done. But I don't see that as actually impossible. Not super likely, but it's not impossible. Yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a whole lot of effort. Yeah, especially since if you ignore, say, the Kazuna, the two Kazuna ones, I there's really only three that people have been interested in. I don't even remember if there's more. It's no, the three I think, adventure. I think ones. it's just the it's the three plus the Kazuna ones. I think are the yeah. only ones. That and in that exist. case, even if they did get them, I would expect them to get the aged up Kazuna one, not the kid friendly one. If so, so for sure, you, yeah, yeah. So you just license three novels from one company, one novel from another. And try to release them concurrent. Because here's the thing. At this point, this is purely coincidental that it came up earlier. You can actually get the Tenshi novels in English now. Like, even something mm-hmm. from the mid-90s that was spin-off material exists easy to buy in English now. So that's not impossible. It's just a matter of if it happens. But definitely not impossible, though. If they consider it's worth the money of, like bothering getting a translator and everything mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like if there's if there's that they think there's money in it at the same time i'm still kind of confused that a kid-friendly novel of kizuna exists in addition to the adult-friendly one but that's neither here nor there true then ian asks what pieces of official media do you think best showcase digimon as a science fiction franchise and an action franchise Ooh. Okay, let, let's do sci-fi first, uh, just to block do um, science mm. fiction. 
This is a tough one because I think it's a toss-up for me between Tamers and Atmon. Well, I, I think, think Atmon works really well. I, I think there's as an a int- sci-fi franchise. I think there's an interesting flaw with the thinking, which is does sci-fi have to be techno-y? Because you could argue adventure does sci-fi very well. It's yeah. just not. It's just not quite it. It just isn't the sort of assumption of what you think of when you think of sci-fi. But it is science fiction. See, I always associate. See, I, I tend to divide series. Yeah, I tend to divide series into which ones feel more like sci-fi and which ones feel more fantasy. And adventure has always struck me as fantasy, and not not like all of it. Like adventure is fantasy. We, we, zero we, two we, straddles zero two straddles the line a little more. Try leans a little more into sci-fi. It's it's a we, weird we've, distinction we've, there. We've, but, we've, We've kind of broken into the Star Wars argument of is Star Wars actually science fiction or is it science fantasy? And it's kind of both. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, he's, he's saying he said sci fi. So yeah. I'm treating, I'm, you know, I'm going sci fi here. Um, like, yeah, science fantasy, I think you can make a good argument for adventure, especially as a whole. Yeah. But for, but for um, sci fi specifically, yeah, I would go Tamers or. Atmon because Tamers has a good sci-fi feel to it. Atmon, I think, has that really good sci-fi messaging and exploration of yeah. of science concepts. I think Atmon does it better than yeah. most series. Dev, you go next because I'm actually still thinking. I really this have one. to say Tamers. I think like Tamers and like Tamers like 1984. Not that I've read too much of that mm-hmm. one in a long time, but just because like the speculative fictional elements of like how could creatures like this uh, speculative that's, that's speculative fiction yeah that's the word i was going i, was I think, to think of there. i think i would probably go with atmon to be honest because it it, it just integrates those enough of atmon yet it just sort of it, integrates it those, sure to watch and that's the thing is atmon it atmon integrates it very well it it plays it sort of just plays with it and treats it like a, a, a fun cute concept in the beginning by the end of it, they're really drilling down on the speculative yeah. fiction element of what happens if what happens at the point of singularity. Yeah, and then as for action, um, I mean, it's I mean, it's, it's an uh, easy answer, but I'd probably say our war game. Uh, that's not a bad choice. I would <laughs> say. Honestly, for straight up action, I would say first place would honestly be the reboot. See, I, I've I kind of strayed from picking the reboot because it's just, it's still so early in it, though. But yeah, it has had some great action it's, so far. They seem they seem really committed to providing good action. Yeah, and I can't say that about every season. I think the only other season that I've seen that really commits itself to good action, the way that the way that the reboot does is cross wars. Like the, it's God, either the reboot or it's either yeah. the reboot or cross wars for me. You're, you're not, you're yeah, you're definitely not wrong. Dev, what do you think? I would say either cross wars or like a little bit of savers, especially because like you also have the human characters, like really getting in there and either like fighting themselves or like really participating in the battle. Not just like, earlier seasons where like it's like oh cute little human off to the side playing cheerleader like everyone's kind of involved in the melee yeah that's fair that's yeah. good and then terry wants to know when do you think patamon and tailmon will come into the anime i mean they're theoretically looking for them now 
I, I think once the once the all once the um the perfects all get introduced, I think it's not going to be very long. I think maybe like we're three or four episodes away once once all the uh, perfects get introduced. Yeah, we'll see. Or at least I should say at least this round of perfects. You know, assuming yeah. they do give, assuming they do give Joe Zudoman. Come on. <laughs> And now we have everyone's favorite subject. Why is a bit of silence making people worry that Digimon Survive is canceled when survi- when silence happens a lot with games? It hasn't been a bit of silence. Yeah, well, here, I would say there's two core reasons. One, we're not really used to Digimon games being announced that far ahead in recent memory. So it, they're generally announced not super far out, so we get just a drip feed of stuff until they're out. And two, Habu is a very public producer. So for him to up and not vanish isn't quite the word. He's chosen not to interact on social media. It gives the appearance that something is going on, whether there is or isn't. It could easily just be everyone tapering down to do the last bit of hard work. But because of how when you when you have a producer who decides he's going to be the public face, you can't vanish without it seeming strange. And that's basically what I would say about it. Is it just feels off. But I don't think the game's cancelled or anything like that. I don't think any of us do, do we? Yeah, it's fun. Um... And then Terry asked, do you think Yamato will loosen up the Lone Wolf Act soon? Soon? No. <laughs> soon is the, I mean, soon is the, the key word here because he's going to eventually. Yes. Like, that's just, that that's clearly going to be part of his narrative arc. And yeah. he's going to get there eventually. It feels like whether he's it's trying soon to. or not. Yeah. Whether it's soon or not, it's hard to say. Like, this is, you know, we're at 60, we have. 55 episodes left at the to minimum go here so yeah soon might be might be asking a lot but he'll get there especially since he's only been in like one four five four or five, five episodes at this point yeah like we're not even to the point where joe would be introduced as far as how many episodes he's been in oh man yeah if you were to ask if you were to ask like quick top quick first Answer like in two seconds. Who's been in more episodes, Joe or Yamato? I don't think. No guarantee I would get that right. Uh, yeah, it's Yamato. It is Yamato because Joe actually, showed up. Joe showed up in the episode before Yamato came back, and Yamato was in two and three. That actually uh, happened at some point. There was actually a point. I was keeping track of this. Wait, wait, uh, while, while, wait. While you're discussing this, you guys in the chat uh, will finish up questions soon. So throw any in while AR is talking. Oh, I, I was actually, it's it's funny this when you think about that sort of thing, because uh, when I was reviewing Atmon for the second time, I, I was trying, I was kind of keeping track in my head early on who had been in more episodes, uh, Eugen or Watson, and by like, an episode like, through episode like Oh, it's 12, Watson. In, through episode 12, it's Watson, which when you look at the overall progression of the series just blows your mind. Well, it makes sense when originally they planned to have um, Eugen be more mysterious, and then they sort of just changed their mind what they were going to do with him, which is why we get the shadow figure that's never explained. 
Yeah, was it was it was it confirmed that they had intended for that to be Eugen? I think I, I think that sw- was the. That's the I, implication for sure. No, but, like, I thought it's the only obvious candidate. But. I thought it was in an interview near the end of the series, but I may that may just have been you know you hear it so much no, you sort I of remember, forget. I remember that there was an interview where they said that they had planned to do something with it and never never confirmed anything. Or but I don't I don't think they ever officially connected him to Eugen, even though that's that's clearly where their heads must have been at. Yeah, I don't remember. I think that's okay. something everybody just sort of assumed and was yeah. never confirmed for sure. Okay, we'll call that for questions. Um, AR, where can they find you? Uh, first Agent ARP is my Twitter. Digimon.firstagent.net is my uh, is my review website. Also, special shout out. Um, something cool going on tomorrow is Derek Stephen Prince is doing a live stream tomorrow where he's reading excerpts of uh of various stuff i think it's a he picked a couple fanfics that he's reading but uh i decided to be a little more um proactive with that and he's actually going to be reading either the excerpt or the entire part of a um one of the zero two audio dramas tomorrow Ooh, yeah I sort of, I wrote an adaptation of uh, one of Ken's tracks from a, a, a Zero Two audio drama and sent that to him. So he'll be reading part of either part or all of that tomorrow. Yeah, I can of course be found at with the will. And Dev, did you remember what we discussed for you for the end of episode? Since you have nothing to pimp. By the Tell silent, people, leave me the hell alone. I was going to take that as a no. (laughs) Oh, no, I I remember, like, thinking of, like, a Wikimon article to whore out. But at the same time, I haven't looked at Wikimon in, like, a week. And Okay, to celebrate the win of little-known Digimon Omegamon, everyone go read the Omegamon article on Wikimon. Because we want this... I will kill all of you. We we want this little-known Digimon who won to be better known. Along with the ten other versions of Omegamon. Yeah, good for Omegamon. I, I have I have a good feeling about this one. I think it's <laughs> gonna go over well among the fans. Yeah. So we will catch you guys later next time. Bye. Bye. Bye bye.